0: For anyone, and there's, I know there's a few out there who just love listening to Jake's voice, just soundbite the last 12 minutes and just play it over <laughs> and over and over again. Because it was, good it was, it was about 98% out. Jake. It was I exactly hear, what you're after.
1: I hear Jake's actually lending his voice to a metronome just to uh, <laughs> so tune pianos. Out.
0: It's a grand old flag. It's a high flag. It's the emblem for me and for you. It's the of- Welcome to the Nodcast. It is finally the end of one of the longest seasons ever with about 25 rounds in the seniors and uh, a season that's been stretching for about 11 months. But it's great to have you. And we've finally got a presentation night in the books. Uh, I'm joined, I am Steve Mann as always, and I'm joined by Rob Mann and Jake Charman. Gents, how are we?
2: How are we feeling good after the big night last weekend? Yeah, I'm good. Steve, you're going to jump in there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just a bit silent. I was. I thought you were going to say something, Rob. But um, you know, we've had a few weeks off, so clearly we're a bit rusty. But uh, I'm sure that will go out of the way pretty quick. But yeah, feeling feeling pretty good after the the BNF night or the Gala night. So yeah.
0: Well, speaking of rusty, Jake. Um, just for the listeners out there who can't see you, you're coming into us live from a school camp in Anglesea. Where are you? Somewhere, somewhere that doesn't yeah. have good reception because you're pixelated very significantly. But also, you're, you're laying there in one of the rustiest bunks you will ever see. So just um, watch waving those arms around, mate. Right? A bit of tetanus could be in your <laughs> near future, I reckon. The way that you're hanging them there like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, you know, those rusty nails. You've got to look out for them in the middle of the night. So, uh, yeah, Anglesey, pretty keen. Probably, you know, this bunk bed's probably going to be a nightmare by, by night four, but, you know, we'll get through.
1: <laughs> That's the for a conversation we want from our teachers this day, these days. So, why don't, Jay? Keep it up, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, Steve. Thank you. I'm pretty excited to um to yeah looking forward to closing off this season and, and looking forward to another one so um the the break between seasons seems to get shorter and shorter
0: every year so um, we've had our nice two weeks off and um ready for pre-season pretty soon well it's we're never going to be surely never going to be still having footy at afl grand final week again so it's probably the shortest break we're ever going to get how's your significantly aging body coping with the break of the off season yeah i've I thought the, uh, the trips to the physio would end with the season, but um, I've still had to
1: go pretty regularly to get a couple ailments that haven't quite healed up um, from the season. So a bit of an Achilles issue, but we'll be raring to grow by the time, uh, maybe not the start of pre-season, maybe not for the one first to fourth years, but uh, the 16-year veterans, uh, maybe I'll join that group um, a little bit later in the
0: pre-season. Well, um, I'm sure I'm sure you won't be alone. Although it's great to see already, we've got the the pre season conditioning sessions kicking off, and um, Nodcast favourite Alex Palessi signed up today. I saw Stevie Ballack who at, at 55, somehow still doing extra off season work. Great to see. So it's good to see the boys starting to get themselves charged for next year. Uh, we obviously in the Nodcast believe that you build into a season. You don't want to have your run too early, and so we've saved the biggest and best guests for last, and. There is no bigger guest at, at the club than the current, but I think current literally for one more day, but the uh, the president extraordinaire over the past couple of years, Matt Backhouse. Matt, welcome to the Nodcast.
3: G'day, Steve. G'day, Rob. G'day, Jake. Great to be here. Uh, it's entertaining already, so I'm enjoying this and I'm looking forward to the next hour or so.
0: Well, it's um, the, the, the countdown's on because we had to get you in prior to the AGM because obviously... Um, you, you, you announced, well, I think actually basically when you took on the presidency, didn't you? It was sort of a two-year plan to, if, yep. if I remember correctly, um, Jerry was going to do a year and you were going to do a couple. So with the AGM tomorrow night, we better give that a plug. That's at the the um, club tomorrow night at 7.30? Yep, 730,
3: 7.30. And all going well. We should be finished by about 8.15. So that AGMs don't take all that long. They're pretty quick. Um, but, yeah, we will you know, tomorrow night will be a, an interesting turnout. We've got some good candidates that have decided to raise their hand. Can't say who they are, but uh, we've got some great candidates. And and I think the club, you know, we're going to hand the club over in really good shape. So, um, which is, you know, uh, I'm, I'm pretty proud of, but also they've got a, um, an opportunity to, to take the club even further. So, obviously it's, it's obviously, it's a big job
1: um, being the president, Matt, and it comes with a, a whole range of, things that you have to
3: complete week in, week out. Do you have any sort of highlights of the role? Um, yeah, there, there's a few things. And I was actually thinking about, you know, I was putting some notes together today and uh, for our AGM and um, probably the jumper change and the and the process that we went through um, to, to, to make that jumper change, to make it fair, and we got so much buy-in from so many people. Um, that was probably one of the biggest things, Um and which was, you know, significant after forty odd years in the in the black, white, and blue bars oh. to go back to the V-neck, which was um, significant. However, I think it's and and making them reversible has just made it uh, something that's really. You know, it eased a lot of tension around clash jumpers. So, mm-hmm. if everyone, you know, the game against Ivanhoe, the, the, you know, looking at the resi's preliminary final, they're playing Ivanhoe and Ivanhoe haven't rolled up with clash jumpers, even though they're the away team and we're supposed to. Air Boys just simply turned their jumpers inside out and away we went. And there was no, no issue. It was just done, done and dusted and really quick and easy to do. And so that was probably one of the highlights. Founders Day last year, definitely one of the highlights where we had both ovals. We had oh, yeah. all seven teams at home and having the girls and the guys win and sing the song. You know, the senior men and senior women's both win and sing the song together. That was just an absolute highlight. Um, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. just the, the feeling around the club that night was just huge. And we hired a guy to come in and play guitar, but that was the game that Melbourne lost to Adelaide and everyone yeah, was that's watching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so no one heard yeah. a song he sang. But he, he it was a good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was they were, night. yeah, and, and it was an amazing night because then Melbourne go on and win the flag, you know, and 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 for Adelaide to beat them and have such an ordinary season. So they're two highlights that I suppose. But um, this year, I suppose, you know, the third's granny. That was such an exciting game. Um, you know, 33 points down at three-quarter time. And then to come back and win an extra time was just amazing. And to beat Williamstown was just Poetic justice, to be honest, <laughs> with. Um, and and um, but you know highlight two hundred and sixty five registered players this year across nine teams, which includes our two feeder teams. Um, you know, four senior men's. To have you know, for what Steve you did in relation to getting those two thirds teams up and running, just an amazing achievement. And and you know, when our club is thriving other clubs are struggling to survive and we're just absolutely killing it. So, you know, good, good place to leave the club. And it's uh, just, you know, a couple of highlights that I had. Sorry. was yeah, and,
1: and you were instrumental in a lot of those, Maddie. So congratulations. <laughs> Is yeah, there any
3: parts um, of the job that you're, uh, you're happy to let go? Uh, dealing with the Vaffer, Happy to let go. Yeah. Um, the the, the Vaffer themselves are in a bit of turmoil. Yeah. Um, just internally, they've got a few issues. They've got a new CEO and he's actually doing a really good job, but they've just got some things that they really need to work on. And, and tribunal stuff is just, you know, it's, it's inconsistent with, and, and the penalties don't suit the crime. So, um, you know, to have Sean Lovell rubbed out for three weeks for a stomach tap is ridiculous, and, you know. And the guy who hits um, Liam Sherlock gets Cheryl's, two weeks yeah. and Sherlock's yeah. there for the season, you know. It's just ridiculous. So, you know. Dealing with the VAFRA and their and their their board and their hierarchy and their you know internal turmoil that was tiresome. So yeah, but you know you've got to attend.
2: Now, Matt, in terms of like continuing on with the highlights, I know this is a bit more sort of close to your heart. But what did you think about your own son John getting a game in a, in the seniors this year for the first time?
3: Um. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, to say I was proud was an understatement. Um I thought I thought he had a good season, John. I thought he's played really well. You know, he's, he's found the footies, um he did all right. And when he and his first game against Ivanhoe, we won. Um and you know, I, he I thought really he well held his head. I thought he did, yep. Yeah. And and definitely. to be honest with you, um you know the, the position that he's playing at the moment. There's you know he's got some very stiff opposition, so or some very stiff competition. So he's gonna he's gonna battle to get a spot, but he understands it. John's got a really good um, uh, balance in his life. Um, you know when he made when he was given that opportunity, he took it with both hands, but it, but it doesn't define him. So um, and 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 he's you know he's he's got his band and he's um, he's got a really good balance in his life. So footy's just one of those balances. But he loves it. He loves playing with the reserves. Um, if he got to play seniors, fantastic. But um, playing in the reserves, he loves as well, and he loves the players, loves the team. He said there was a really good camaraderie, but uh, he de- definitely relished that. And mate, I oh, oh, was as proud as punch, and so was his mum and his sisters as well. So,
1: yeah, and you know, he's got a very exciting future. He showed a lot this year, so one yeah. to watch for the future for
3: uh, our Nordcast listeners. Yeah, yeah, and you know the young guys have got to understand that those opportunities will come. They just got to, you know, they just got to bide their time. You know, you're not going to walk into the seniors at 20 years old and hold your spot every week. You know, you
0: got to fight for it, and it'll come with time as your body matures and grows. I think the um, the the other thing. Well, there's probably two halves to the coin. Always with. Um, you know, with the off-field stuff, there's the on-field performance itself. And as, as we've touched on a few times, you know, nine teams, including the feeder, making finals is a pretty handy place. And, and I think even Friday night, presentation night, you sort of look around the room and talk to a lot of people. There's a real sense of excitement about the next crop of guys coming through as well. So, obviously, we've had a, a new 19s team that's made a grand final in Division 1, which is only going to, you know, continue to make us stronger um, so the on-field bit's really exciting I think off-field as well we probably don't focus on that too much the nodcast. but as you, you said we've sort of got a next crop people ready to step in and um, that's something the club's done well not to mention um, I think financially you know with the sponsorship with the work that has been done in that space with the you know the grants with a lot of the different things that have been going on out of two COVID years there'd be a lot of clubs really struggling but I think we're in a pretty good place comparatively so you must be happy Matt with how that side of things sits as well. Yes, Steve. To, to wrap that part of it
3: up, you know, um, the the off-field stuff's really amazing, and and I look at other clubs that we played against this year with Ormond and some um, uh, Mentone, Old Mentonians, and and, uh, and and those sorts of clubs. You know, they really struggle every week to get volunteers, and you know, we've got a we've got a full committee, we've got a full general committee, um, we've got people that are volunteering to do meals, we've got people working in the canine. we've got you know every team had volunteers working for it and we had a full complement of trainers, you know, and some of those roles are paid admittedly, like the trainers, but we, 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 you know, some weeks we struggled to get an umpire or a boundary umpire, which some clubs would be, you know, if they were in that position, that's all they needed. They'd be really grateful. And, you know, but even Bo Morris, a successful B grade club struggled to get volunteers. And I know their president is an ex not Guy Luca. He, he got stuck into their supporters and, you know, we are very, very blessed at our club with the amount of people that are uh, that are stepping up and helping be involved. And, you know, um, tomorrow night, you know, we've got another compliment, you know, with half the, the exec committee are stepping down and we've already got those positions that people have nominated for. So we're going to go straight back into a full executive committee. And that's as long as they get voted in, of course. But um, that that that's a really unique position to be in. But it, it speaks volumes about our club. And, and people want to be involved in where we sit. So, you know, I'll look at our neighbours at Central and they'll be lucky to survive um, next season. I'll be very surprised if there's a club there.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it is, as you say, it's a, it's a great place to, or great position to have the club in. Um, and, and you touched on it earlier, the, the presentation on Friday was a real celebration of that. It's funny to hear you say 260 players, because like, I don't reckon we could even fit that many in the room. Um, nah. So it's obviously a full house. Down there at the uh, Fresh Azura Club, um, big big night. Before we get into kind of the the formal stuff, w- uh, there was some pretty some pretty good performances on the on the D floor. I saw Jake, um, you and Lockie McKenna rocking up in the exact same outfit was a bit of a highlight for mine. Do you want to take us through the shopping excursion that led to that?
2: Yeah, well, we uh, discussed that we both were sort of looking for a new suit. And then, um, yeah, we came to Were the conclusion you both that looking we... for
0: a velvet green sort of Jim Carrey 1990s hey. suit. When you, I thought you must st- I
1: literally thought you must have put on his suit after. Like,
2: <laughs> what do you think? We kept going on the toilets and just sort of swapping over everything. Yeah, I thought because
1: I didn't see you standing next to each other. So I was just like, oh, that's what Lockie was wearing earlier. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> a bit <laughs> of clap and in the, in the toilet.
3: I love nah, the green I mean... velvet, Jack.
2: Thanks, thanks guys. Yeah, no, literally I if you go back through my search history um on my laptop, it Google um what are the colours that are in at the moment for men and dark green. Boom. Wow.
0: Is that how you that's how you do your fashion sort of research, is it? Just okay, Google. Who are you guys have got the guys same as your uh in your Google <laughs> search history? Share
2: a computer. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's not go too far into the history. Maybe and the computer's pretty good. <laughs>
3: Dave, I thought only African American men could get away with a velvet green suit, or Jackson D'Angelo. But you, you and loki pulled it off, mate.
2: Thanks, I appreciate. It. Yeah, the uh I think the chain sort of and the loafers really topped it off. But who, yeah.
0: who, who, we while we're on the topic, and I think we need to split this into two categories, but. Best dressed for the night. And I think we need a male and a female. Because I reckon it's, it's fair to say the, the ladies' teams are a lot better at dressing up than the <laughs> than the guys are. You get some very sort of ill-fitted suits on most of the guys, but the girls obviously do a very good job of it. But yes, best best dressed man men and women.
2: I think I have to put forward um my housemate Emily Haller. She was bragging about being the only girl there wearing a, a suit type set up so she had the white suit pants Jump, on sir. and then, yeah and then like a white sort of like suit top with but no no arms like it was just like a football jumper sort of look <laughs> sure that's she love it being described in that
0: way um <laughs> <laughs> and what about the what about the the boy best dressed?
2: Um well I don't think it was our McEnary, Murray, Tom Tom Sullivan Lucky <laughs> <McEnary>, no way <laughs> Okay. I would have thought Tommy
3: McKenna would be up there.
2: Actually, Matt, that is a great suggestion. I love that. I think, yeah, he probably deserved it. That tie Sorry, was I, I, ne- matching. I,
1: I never heard this described, but uh, one of the people I was with described the black-on-black the black number as the the Ballarat funeral starter kit.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was... Yeah, I did like it's not it's not usually probably a discussion you hear at a footy club, but there was a lot of critique going on in the night about everyone else's looks and dress sense. I did cop a um uh Simon Hall didn't wasn't a huge fan of um of Aiden Brand Oliver's haircut, felt that it was a bit of a haircut you could set your watch to, sort of joining United style, bit of Short back inside shipping off to the military tomorrow morning, kind of and that's thing, because that flies in the face of the look that, um, that Hawley's
1: got, which is the, the McConaughey, as he likes to call it. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're either end of the spectrum.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah. Steve, I've got,
1: I, I've, and we'll get to you. You had a big night, and we, we need to acknowledge that, and we'll, we'll ask you all about it. But you went the suit into the desert boots. I hadn't seen that before.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, to be honest with you, it was a stubborn, stubborn dress outfit for me because I um I was recently in Thailand for work and I got some suits made up in very limited time. So I just got fitted once, never just picked them up on the day I left, tried them on for the first time on Friday night. It's way too big. It's like four sizes too big, but I paid for it to be custom fit, so I wore it anyway. And yeah, didn't 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 really just by that point, it wasn't looking great, so I didn't worry too much not about the, shoes like, I was around.
1: his NBA
0: basketball sort of. <laughs> shoulder yeah no nah, it wasn't nah. not what your lebron and i need and some Andy. chains though i needed that's if you really want to go to nba basketball style like you need four or five chains and maybe like a sideways hat which i sort
2: of whipped out and didn't go the full look i guess you should have brought you should have walked in with the playstation 2 like pretending you were walking off the private <laughs> jet from 2003 the lebron james you reckon yeah, yeah,
0: maybe. I don't know. I, I think I'll, I'll leave the fashion to the experts. It's probably, you know, there was a reason that me and the rest of the thirds were sitting up on the balcony in the nosebleeds. They, they don't want us too, too close to the front. I don't think <laughs> we're not the best looking group when it comes to these things. Um, but it was a, it, it was a obviously, there's, there's a formal component to the presentation. Although you wouldn't know it if you arrived half an hour late because I think <laughs> over recent years we've been, We've been pretty good at really just getting that tight and getting stuck into the party. Um, And Matt, credit to you because you're announcing the awards. I reckon you managed to get through seven teams plus a bunch of club awards in about 40 minutes, I reckon, once you you go from the minute we actually started. It was a a a pretty impressive effort. Did you have to sort of rehearse speaking quickly, going through the notes beforehand to be able to pull that off? No, I
3: did know that I knew it pretty well.
1: Sorry, Robbie. I was going to say, you had the Oscars background music going to give you the uh, the wind up the whole time.
3: Well, I, I'd been through the presentation, I reckon, maybe thirty times, and made sure that Ingrid and I knew exactly what was going on, and you know the order was correct. And um, one of the things that and Deegs is great at this. He's been around for so long. He said that you know get through it, get through it quick because you know you don't want to lose them, and it's a long time to hold a lot of people. And he said, you know, you need to just get on with it and get it through it so that we can get on with the night. And um, and, and that was the focus is basically get the awards out of the way. And we certainly wanted to celebrate everybody. However, I have had some, you know, critiques that might have been a bit too quick, but um, I've also had some critiques saying that it was bloody fantastic and get on with it. Well done. So, you know, those who those who wins generally uh I've worked out are the people that do the least around the club, so don't really listen to them. So that's okay.
0: i reckon that there's a correlation between um the people that like it fast to the people that you see on the dance floor for four or five hours as soon as the music starts up so um yeah everyone's there for for different reasons but it is it is always a very fun night and i think um it is it's great to sort of have that uh you know i've been to a lot of them and the one thing that's really good is to not be like up down up down where you kind of keep coming back for more stuff i think even if it you know, regardless of how long it takes, you just kind of do the formalities, and then you sort of get into yeah. the, the party. I think it's a pretty winning formula. Yeah. Um, so we, we had a, it was a it was a bit of a well, I mean it always is, but um, particularly in a year where it was a celebration, in a year where we've 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 had success in some form across all teams. Um, we we won't go through every every single award winner, but few few of the notable ones. Um, the the club person of the year, Matt um, Ingrid Giles, was a very worthy. Recipient, um, yeah. She does a lot of work behind the scenes. The social media stuff is is, is fantastic.
3: Well, Steve, you would know all about it, mate. Um, the communications, the newsletters, um, you know. But she ran all the sponsors as well. So Tom Tom Sullivan was a part of that, helping her out, putting all the sponsors up on the social media. But Ingrid was doing a lot of the work, and um, but she also was team manager for the Nine Ains team. She helped at events uh, and functions. She would help out. She'd help out prior, you know, anyone at any executive meeting, she's saying, does anyone need any help? And she always offered help. And, you know, she she came on, this is her first year in the role. And within, you know, she got voted on at the AGM last year. And within three weeks, she'd read the entire constitution and was saying, we need to do this, need to fix these things. And, you know, which is, you need you need someone like that um, who who's so dedicated to the role. Um, but not only that, she's you know she just does it with a smile. She loves being the team manager of the 19s. Um, but you know, to, and, and what really sealed it for me is that when I went into the 19s room one morning, and then there was oranges and lollies for the umpires for the next three games, or for that game and then the next two games when we had a triple header. And to me, that was just you know she's not only thinking about her team, she's thinking about the club and how we present to the waFA and all that sort of thing. And it was just a big sealer, so she was outstanding
2: yeah to add to that Matt, um like I don't think many people probably maybe even knew about Ingrid and her role at the club, but um like the third grand final, I remember, like we rolled in at half time and. Like all the oranges and lollies and drinks were set up, and we were all in shock and thinking, "This is amazing," and yeah, like we didn't even know that she'd done that, but she just snuck in and did it, and you know that yep. that was amazing.
1: And that's the difference of coming back from thirty-three points down at three-quarter time, bit of extra glucose
3: in the system <laughs> got you through it the last it. quarter, mate.
2: But yeah, that, her, that's it, the sort that's of stuff that
3: she did. That's the sort of stuff she did, and you know, she just did it without without question she does it without you know any fanfare and but she does it for the benefit of the club and so you know she rang john your, john Mann the night before and said what can i do to help you now she had nothing to do with the thirds at all other than she was the vp of admin for the club and she was going to be at the grand final but she did all the ticketing as well so which is a big job
0: yeah that's awesome yeah. I can definitely say that, you know, you talked about the comeback in our grand final, I think the halftime oranges definitely had something to do with that. So haven't haven't come back from that far behind, haven't had oranges any other day. So um we'll we'll, we'll put it squarely on the shoulders of that. But that no, it was it was a it was a huge effort. Um and also it was it's great we obviously there's we have a few kind of club awards around on-field performance, but fantastic to see um couple of the, the the younger guys coming through with you know the the, the goal kicking award the um the the rising star awards it's um it's you know we, we talk a bit about how great hands the club's in but um really good to see some really young representation across a few of those um jack casper's amongst them yep and Kiara Lacerdo for the women's uh the women's rising star she
3: was outstanding um but jack absolutely phenomenal um uh, you know, he, he is a rising star. And, and, you know, the good news is that he's already committed to me that he'll be back next year. So, uh, you know, keen as. And, and he'll only be even better next year because he's had that one year in the seniors now. And, he's, you know, he knows what to expect. And he'll, he'll go really well next year. Um, you know, and I think he's just on that,
1: Mark, he had a great, he had an amazing year. But um, I remember, speaks to speaks not just his ability, but sort of his character, before the, the, the semi final, like he was really sore and he was he was struggling. And then he came out and kicked a bag that day. And, you know, it was a very physical game. And, you know, he was super. So, yeah, he's, he's mm. to the right stuff. He's got, he's got a really promising future ahead of him.
0: Obviously, we had a couple of, of life members um, sworn in. So, um, one, one of them we probably don't need to talk much about, but the other one, Ben Chamberlain, obviously a massive um, servant of the club over many many years. I remember joining um early 2000s And I think he was he was probably on his way up then, but shortly before he was one's captain, I've played under him as a coach over the years. He was obviously a, a VP football for a very long time. He's kind of served in a heap of capacities and he's done it all for I think four knee Rico's um so along with his two brothers, you know, some of the really some of the better footballers that have been through the club in recent times. So it was um it was it was great to you know, have a bit of an opportunity to recognize and celebrate his career,
3: yeah. And it's not easy to get a life membership. You know, the criteria is that you've got to be an outstanding servant of the club 12 years of service as well as playing. Um, you know, I think nowadays I think they need you to have 200 games up, um, to be eligible for a life membership. And, um, one of the things that I'm, um, you know, about Benny Chamber is that he was nominated by another life member. And in fact, that that's the process. So to get to a life membership, you've actually got to be nominated by another life member. And then you have to be, it has to go to a committee. So you've got to form a form committee, which is made up of life members and current executive members. And then they all have to read the application or the nomination. And then um, you go through and you vote on it. And, and both nominations were unanimous and it was, um, Steve, don't don't discount yourself, mate. What you achieved with the club is an amazing effort, um, and so both you and Ben, were really, it was it was done. You know, it it took a bit of time to get everyone to read your nomination because it was so long. It was like reading War and Peace, but um, it was it was basically, um, you know, you've been around the club that long, mate. It's, it's it was written on scroll anyway. Uh,
0: <laughs>
3: but um, don't need reminders
0: of my age, thanks, mate.
3: No, that's okay. But the fact is, is that. The committee; it was unanimous for both of you, so it was uh, it, it was straight up. Yep, no worries. And we can only do two a year, so yeah. Um, no, well done. Yeah, don't just dis- keep yourself
1: either. Having played with boss, um, well, and that's that was the irony is I think he was about twenty five when he started getting called boss Chamberlain. So <laughs> <laughs> he went through a transition of the team where. Uh, he was one of the, the sort of the oldest remaining people from that early 2000s era um, and yeah by about 25 he was Foss and hasn't really changed but he was a great man he would do so much around the club always um, at the social functions always helping out game day and and also I suppose the testament to his leadership in my mind was because as you mentioned he had a lot of injuries to still be a, a really strong leader when you're injured. It's, 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 not easy and you can easily feel sort of disconnected from the club. And, you know, he was really good at still having an impact every, every Saturday, every, every training session, even when he couldn't be out there. And then obviously, sorry, you go Matt.
3: I was just going to say, I was supposed to call Stevie Bellick up who's his really good mate who's a life member as well. And, and I was supposed to call Stevie Ballick up and say, hey, Steve, you can present this to your mate. But I completely forgot. It slipped my mind. And I was going so much off the cue cards that I, I was reading it and I just got straight into it and I forgot to call him up. So i got to apologise to Stevie B. And he even said to me that day, he said, oh, do I have to say anything tonight? You're just going to call me up? Yeah, mate, it's all good. It's all good. And then I just completely <laughs> forgot about him. So sorry, buddy. <laughs>
0: I, yeah. I was sitting next to Steve, and he was sort of itching in his chair, which that um, makes a lot of sense now. He's sort of like, half yeah. oh, standing really up, bad. and like, oh, you think you're going to get it again, do you, mate? They're starting to do life members. You reckon you're getting made legend status or something? You yeah, know, like, it felt really it makes bad. sense, yeah.
1: And Steve, obviously, you know, how does it feel from your perspective? You've done so much around the club, on and off, for so long. I think, and you also dragged me to the club, so that was, you know, something I need to um, be thankful for. As a a life member,
0: yeah, that, that might be my greatest achievement just getting you down as a boundary umpire back in under 19s when <laughs> you're about 15. So, uh, no. it's a way to get me recruitment to the club. Maybe that's why we need to do a few more, uh, it, part of our recruiting drive. It is a great pipeline because I know there's a fair few running around at the moment who have started off as boundary umpires in teenagers. I remember Sam Deegan used to boundary oh, umpire our res- reserves. Point. Um, But no, look, it's obviously, it's it's an enormous honour. It's not, I, yeah, it's not something that I really think about. I I sort of just, you know, I'm very focused day to day, year to year. I'm still playing footy and, you know, trying to play in a good team. But um, obviously you, as someone who's been around the club for a long time, you appreciate the enormity of, you know, you look at the wall and you see the names, the, you know, the Peter Rileys, the, um, the Peter Halls, the Chris Murray's, the Jared Noons, the guys that have you know Tom De Young has been there for a really long time, um, you know built the club into what it is. Who've who've you know had impacts over many generations. So um, even even Ben Chamberlain, you know just to sort of uh, I did have a chuckle at the um, his list of achievements next to mine. I'm not too sure how I compare. You know we just stack those side by side, but it is uh, it's obviously a huge honour and it's it's you know it's great to um to to feel like you're you know you're part of part of that and you know a number of the life members did come up in the night and sort of say hey you know welcome to the club and i think that's that is something really special as well that there's a feeling of you know it's a club it's kind of you know it, it's a i don't know i'm going to say a club within a club but there's there's an identity to it it's not just kind of a, a thing that kind of gets read out once and it's forgotten about so i'm you know, very excited um you know you you look at um you know our our Club Person of the Year Award presented by Chris Kelly. And obviously, you know, Chris has been around the club forever and, you know, Denise and Chris Kelly Jr. And, yeah, I mean, you know, there's just some amazing people who have come before. So to be, you know, anywhere on a list with them is obviously a, is a huge privilege. So very exciting. Um, also, though, you know, it's 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 sort of a bit of a funny thing because I'm still playing footy and concentrating on footy. So probably something I'll even look back on and think more fondly of in the years, you know, to come once, on, once the career's over in about 15 years that's and that's the beauty of it like obviously you've got a a couple of premierships to
1: uh stay connected to that group but you've also got sort of a a direct avenue to be connected with the club even you know perhaps when you finish playing and
0: you know your children are not playing yet well I've I've done the maths and um since we've moved to uh reunion every five years I've got to win three more flags in specific years and I can have a reunion every year for the rest of my life so (laughs) I've, um, I'm working on next year, 2023. I don't have a three or a seven, um, sorry, a three or an eight in my premiership um, portfolio at the moment. So obviously, next year is going to be a very big year towards achieving that
2: back to back. <laughs> I'm happy to go back to back, Steve. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Um, so, so anyway, let's move on. The, um, the, the. Obviously, the team awards. Um, we might start with the girls, Jake. Uh, obviously, pretty exciting year across the board in terms of. How the two sides went. Um, the res is obviously had a super year just kind of falling a bit short in finals and another really strong year from the senior girls. Um, we, we probably don't need to go through every single award, but do you want to kind of take us through a couple of highlights across the two girls' teams?
2: Yep, no worries. Um, I'll start off with the the senior women's team. So Claudia McGuire, she won a fourth BNF in five years, I think. So that was definitely well deserved. Um She's just been so consistent. Um, she stepped away from being captain of the of the club for the women's two years ago and um, you know, and that's not saying that she's you know still not in an integral leader down there, but um, yeah you know, I think you know I think she had the award probably wrapped up with like four games left, so that just sort of shows you that consistency and and she's truly dominant like she was named in the um the Vafa C grade women's um, team of the year in the, in the center. So she's an absolute gun. So I think that just. Oh, yeah.
1: Buddy West on Friday night, but I don't think she had any idea of who I was talking about, but he's uh, <laughs> I think five time BNF winner. So she's very close.
2: Yeah. I, I think she's got a fair few years of that, like elite level footy left in her as well. If she decides to keep playing so she could, to be honest, the award could probably be named after her if she wins it a few more times. Oh,
0: that's a big... He's gone the early cry on that one. If if um, So the one she didn't win, she obviously came second, I'm pretty sure, that year. And and Rob, do you want to mention who won that one? Who's who's stolen the 5 Pete off it? <laughs> I think uh, she'd be very embarrassed for me to talk about, but I think that was
1: Molly Noon. Uh, played a couple of years of footy there. Nippy, sort of uh, fast, elusive player that... Was able to have some very uh, targeted t- coaching over one summer that sort of maybe assisted her a little bit, but uh, except uh, her father, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, very. She had a good season, but um, Chloe is, I think Molly would say, a far superior player. Um, that you know may have had a couple off games, and Molly snuck in. that's her words. But yeah. Um, Snuck in for one.
0: Well, speaking of sneaking in, um, the, the, just worth mentioning as well, Jake, you, you mentioned Claudia made the team of the year, but we snuck in four, which is a pretty good effort, I reckon. So big shout out to Charlotte Skinner, Tiani Risposito and Steph Smith, who also just managed to, to find their way into the, the women's
2: C-grade team of the year. Yeah, so the continuum of the women's um, seniors awards, we had our uh, Charlotte Skinner, um, finishing runner up, best and fairest. So yeah, well deserved. Like you already said, she um made the made the Vafa C grade women's team of the year as well. Um so she she's sort of pretty agile, um, sort of centre half forward mostly, kicks kicks I think she ended up being a, the leading goal kick for the senior women, so pretty much, you know, does it all. She can actually go back as well. So we used her behind the ball a bit this year as well. Um so yeah, you just can turn the game at either end. Um and then we had a tie for third best in Ferris. so Steph Smith and Al Michael. Um Steph, very fast uh wing woman. Um yeah, she's very damaging when she actually gets the ball. So yeah, she made the team of the year as well. And then Al Michael, um absolute bull inside, so um very well deserving of that third place finish. Um and then we had uh, most consistent was Kayla Salvini. So um, she's, you know, a bit of a dual position in the ruck and um, pinch hits up fours. So she's been unreal this year after sort of having a few injury-ravaged years in the past. And then um, Tiani, whereas Bazuto was most determined. She snagged a spot in the team of the year as well. So that fourth person you were talking about, Steve. And then... Uh, Full forward people. team of the
0: year as well, wasn't
2: she? Who? Tiani? Tiani. I think she was on the... She might have been on the bench, maybe, potentially. Oh.
0: oh. Way to take the wind out of her south, Jake.
2: <laughs> Let's just pretend she was full forward. She, she made the team. I think Charlotte was in full forward, maybe. Oh, no.
0: She was on ball. She was on ball. Sorry. I've just looked at it.
1: <laughs> Love that you've done your research before you jumped on.
0: It's it's it, it's not the best graphics. If I can give some, we've already Matt's already given some feedback to the VAF tonight, but just to give them a little bit extra, um, it's probably not the worst. To be fair, it's probably more my fault than anything. But if you could just kind of, I don't know, make it a little bit clearer, a bit bigger font, that would be helpful to me in future.
2: Yeah. So just wrapping <laughs> wrapping up the is So yeah, um, she'll kill me if I don't get her in. So um, my lovely uh, partner Nicola Pickett gets best team person. So well deserved. Um. She's, you know, always at every training session and always gets around the team and, you know, fantastic player as well. And then best finals uh, player was, I think it was Charlotte Skinner as well. So that was a senior women sort of wrapped up there and um, we'll move on quickly to the reserves team um, who also had a very successful year under George Anderson and we're very devastated to see her go, but, at the same time, you know, really happy for her to, you know, um, sort of move on to other aspirations in her life that she wanted to have a go at. So um, best and fairest, she had Oli Um She's sort of a bit unassuming in terms of her size, but fantastic skills, um, really quick, and played a fair bit of the year in the ones as well. So definitely deserve that. Runner-up best and fairest, Alicia Janos. So she's another. One that featured heavily in the the seniors last year. Um, but really, really quick. Um, probably kicked one of the goals of the year um across both seniors and reserves, up just sort of ran out of the center clearance, took a few bounces and just popped it from twenty. So that was pretty amazing to see her do that. A bit, bit of a draper, was it? Just yeah, to... she's she's not I don't know if she, she didn't play a bit of ruck this year, but I can't remember if she was playing ruck in that sequence, but she does play a lot of midfield. Um, but, yeah, it was sort of actually, it was very Draperish like, Steve. So, good pick up there. Um,
0: it was like, and yeah.
2: then third BNFV, Maddie Bunter. So, I think she's the leading goal kicker down there. And then most consistent, Matilda McKenzie, which is, I'm very proud um, to see her there as, uh, you know, first year, still in year 12. So, it's great to see that youth rolling through. Most determined, Rosie Priorallo, Matt thanks to you, brought her down. So good on you.
3: Yeah. She's a a little champion. I work with Rose. She's a lovely young lady. Yep. So she's first season of footy and she's loving it. Future of our club.
2: For sure. Yeah. It's great to, you know, see those people that I think, you know, come down and make an impact not only on the field, but off it straight away. So I think that shows her character as well. She's Um, made an
3: impact on someone. (laughs)
2: <laughs> are we are we dropping that on here or? Oh, I think
3: I... they went live on Friday night, didn't they? They uh were fairly <laughs> formal. Oh, Vinny Rona, he's done
2: some good work there. Yeah, oh, wow. That's
1: that, that yeah. will add to the long list of uh, trainer-player relationships.
2: But yeah, how,
0: my, how my, do we my miss that in, in one of those? Of all year?
2: Hey, yeah. all year we missed that. What, going to pick up our game for next season. That that's a that was a late. Sort of postseason things, Steve.
1: No. So, knowing knowing Vinny likes to talk about his goals, I'm sure he'll he'll be keen to be pretty open about his uh, relationship <laughs> if it's uh, his kicking <laughs> relationship goals. So, I'm sure. We'll hopefully,
0: hopefully his uh, his relationship um, is a little more accurate than his goal kicking was. <laughs> I think he finished with two six. So, <laughs> I'm sure he's um, straightened up a little bit since then.
2: Jeez, that that was a low blow. <laughs> That's no, good. Go. He, he, he
0: when you when you win a grand final by a few points, every every individual point counts.
2: That's very so, true. Right? Um, bit of a podcast favorite here. Best team person, Julia Batali. Um Can't go past yeah. her. I don't think that she uh, travelled every week from Adelaide to Melbourne. Um, it was sort of through work a little bit. So, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. She still did the plane flight back and forth every weekend and. Um, ended up playing so she's amazing and I I think she's actually hanging up the boots for the Nod for next year so just like to just like to give her a massive shout out for her um, you know years of service sorry foundation player so um, definitely going to be Miss Jules Um, and you know congratulations on an awesome career for the Nod Uh, best finals player Cass Stevenson I don't know if she's going to go around again claims yeah, she's she, will. she was, cool.
1: was a... but last year, I reckon, when we when we spoke Yeah,
3: though, She's got one more year. <laughs> she,
0: she did does. actually. She announced her retirement on the nodcast, didn't she? she? Did. And then she pops did pops up round one. Yeah. Uh, well, but I, I she think, think she'd re really she she by the end of the nodcast. Form, not just on field as well. She's so.
1: so that means the, the body's still in good nick. So yeah, I don't I think yeah, we don't have to worry about that just yet.
3: I think she's worked pretty hard on the fitness. She's in pretty good shape. And uh, But saying that, she did retire on the Nodcast, but I reckon by the end of that Nodcast, she'd signed. She was back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have that effect on people. Uh, I, that
3: might happen with your presidency, Maddie. So <laughs> I'll guarantee you, Rob, it's not going to happen.
0: There's still 22 <laughs> hours till the AGM Matt. You never know. Um, yeah, well. That's good. And, and, hey. and I can just say, Jake, well done. And for any – we get a lot of feedback at the Nodcast, which we welcome, we love. Um for anyone, and there's, I know there's a few out there who just love listening to Jake's voice. Just sound bite the last twelve minutes and just play it over <laughs> and over and over again, because it was, it was, it was about ninety-eight percent Jake. It was exactly hear, what you after. I hear
1: Jake's actually lending his voice to a metronome just to uh, <laughs> so <can> tune
2: pianos. <laughs> That's why I just no. put on YouTube videos in class because the voice is too boring. <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, uh, I, I listened. To, this is uh, this is need to add
3: some excitement to your day, mate.
0: I, I, I there's certain podcasts I put on just to help myself get to sleep because the voice really just sort of you know. And I reckon, <laughs> I reckon this episode might be like working its way into the rotation, Jake. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, <no worries. laughs> um, so l- let's let's move on the uh, the under um Matt. You, you as a former 19s coach, maybe you're the the most equipped to to talk yeah. us through the 19s awards. And we obviously, the season, as we've talked about in quite a bit of detail, and we had a few of the guys on um, the other week. Uh, and, and a big shout-out, by the way, while we're talking 19s, to, to Chris Stewart, who I think we talked about trying to get him on. He has confirmed at presentation night that he's coming on for an episode next year. So we've got him locked in. There's our first guest um, set up. So so that'll be good. Lockie's um, Lock old man, obviously. But, yes, uh, Matt, g- grand finalist team. Got done on the big dance, but a really great year for the 19s still. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I'll be the
3: first to admit it. I said to Marty, I don't know if they're up to Division 1. We lost a lot of good players that went up. And uh, and he said, no, nah, no. Nah. He said, I reckon we're right. Anyway, to his credit, um, not only did they uh, play, have a great season, but they actually made Grand Final. And, and um, mate, they were beaten by a far superior side on the day. But, mate, to, to even make a Grand Final is an amazing effort. So, um, yeah, um, which is awesome. So... Mate, the best of fairest for the 19s, Mitch McCarthy. Rob, you've got to keep your eye on him as a, as a running back flanker. A great kick out. You know, he's uh, an amazing player. Um, Hayden Boyce, second up. So these boys are going into the senior squad next year. Well, they'll be in the seniors and reserves. And Hayden finished second, um, finished the league, leading the goal kicking in the league. And, um, and he missed seven games with a shoulder injury. So, you know, that's an amazing achievement. And then uh, third was uh, Lockie Stewart, who's still an under-19 next year. So, um, you know, I don't know if you saw Lockie. He's looking new eye to eye, Rob. So he's, I don't know, what's yeah. that, 6'2", 6'3". And, mm. and uh, you know, he's young, fit and strong. And, you know, he's a good good young fella. But, um, yeah, the other awards, you know, Amy McKenzie, most consistent, well and truly deserved, most determined, Josh Boyle. Once again, well and truly deserved. Best team person, Danny O'Driscoll. Amazing effort with with Dotty. You know, he broke his leg at work um, and didn't miss a training and didn't miss a game. Even though he couldn't play, he was still there, and um, which is amazing. And and little Jimmy, little um, best finals player and. and deservedly so I watched most of their finals and geez he was good he was really good and he does when you watch James Little and Rob you would have coached him at Maznod, but he, he does the one percenters he does the small things and he gets in and under he burrows in and he gets the footy out of the packs and he feeds the ball out really well and you know he does those little things which are really important but don't get noticed on a stat sheet or don't get noticed is the big thing so that nah, ripping young fella and I'm looking forward to watching him play next season
1: yeah there's there's Having worked with a fair few of those guys, there's a heap of talent there. So, really excited yep. to see them through and, you know, add to the you already, you know, the four or five that we had come through this year that were were yep. super. So, a lot of a lot of excitement in the next few years.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and and if if they're not playing senior footy, they'll be playing reserve grade, and that's really going to bolster that team as well. And Carmelo's going to have a selection selection dilemma next year, but um, you know, that's that's really exciting to watch. So that that reserve squad next year will be going to do great things.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I think it will flow all the way through. Right? I know, you know, in the, the thirds this year, we had a, a handful of the 19s out the last year. And obviously, you know, they 19s typically do really well in that footy because while obviously the bodies are bigger in that, it's a little bit slower. So their speed really stands out. So you get some guys that come yeah. and play really good footy. And, you know, wherever everyone slots in, um, you know, we were we were strong this year and we're only going to get stronger next year so really really exciting um the 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 third side so maybe starting with the thirds whites with tom's side um great performance by josh kawaji who only second year of footy which is pretty amazing but captain in the side this year and took out the bnf um i think he he might not play footy for that long because Tom stuck him at Fullback after a year of playing the sort of middle of the ground, so I'm stuck in at fullback all year. But had a really good year and led from the front. So great effort by him. Um, Dion Marus Pozito was second, and um, Johnny Tirilosi was in third. So two really good footballers who both missed a bit of footy. Um, there were there was a few. Um, sorry, Steve, do you mean Dion? We wrap a rumor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What did I call him? Marus Sorry, I've got Tiani <laughs> in my head. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, apologies to Dion out there. Um, yes. Yeah, so yeah, no. And Dion I think missed about six or seven games maybe. So had a really wow. good year. He's, he's a really, really good footballer. Um, and another one, I think the – I'm going off the top of my head here, but I think it was the most consistent, um, who missed a heap of footy with, with a broken thumb, I believe it was, but um, Kane Beaumont, so who's, who's about six foot fifty, and just <laughs> every week just takes big grabs and kicks goals, and um, he hasn't played. He's come from a soccer background, but he's, he's a really good player and, again, missed half the season, but still polled really well on the BNF. Um, most determined, Mitch Salick, um re- Really strong gear from him um, You know, he's a bull And in that side with the guys who haven't played a lot of footy You know, big body who kind of gets in and under And, um, you know, manages to annoy everyone with his banter t- t- Friend and foe alike Is uh, is always a, a, a good thing to have in your side And then um, Alex Dabb was uh, was the best team man who, who obviously, he's one of the guys coming out of the 19s In the last couple of years And, you know, just a really solid performer Which is great Alex Dab, best celebrator. he have got a signature move, the Dab. Good celebration. I believe he kicked the point. The, the, I, and, yes, the Dab is a very good celebration. But I think we talked about it until in the season. I believe round one in their first game, um, well, obviously the first game of a force for the club ever, and they won by a point with a winning point. And I think he he might have kicked it, just celebrated with the Dab. So, yes, best best celebrator, Alex Dab. Sorry, I missed that. So it's so, a so good, you know, a, a really good year by Tom's side for a, a, a team that didn't exist a year ago to, to make finals was really good, and they'll only get better from here. Uh, and in the Blues, obviously, pretty exciting a premiership year. Um, so Tim Houston took out the BNF. Uh, those who watched the grand final will be familiar with Tim as the Norm Smith medalist who kicked four in the last quarter in overtime, and he was, he was really good all year. Um, very, very well-deserved. Uh, winner of that, Josh Mazio was second again. Another really good player. We got him from St Kevin's at the start of the year and um, came in and just he's a he's a small player, but he really cracks in at the ball. He's got great skills and he just he just wins the footy. He makes it look easy. Um, he, he he could very very easily play a lot higher grade of footy. He's, he's a really good footballer um not sure how but i snuck in for third so not really sure how that happened it was very unexpected from everyone myself included but anyway i'll, I'll take it means probably got enough juice to go another year the the other awards so we had our uh, most determined jason martin another new guy to the club but really good sort of disciplined tough inside mid puts a lot of defensive pressure on uh, our best uh, sorry most consistent was joel caffrey who Again, huge cameo in the last quarter in the grand final when he went into the ruck. But he's just a great footballer, has been for a really long time at the club, um, just kind of couldn't do it all, can play every position, um, had a really good year. Um, shout out to Nick Clavins as well. I think don't think won an award, but I think was might be a vote or something behind me in third, but also another really good year and a guy who's, who's, you know, who's featured at the pointy end a lot over recent years in the thirds. Um, Dan Andrew was the best team man. Um, those that don't know Dan, the premier, um, just a really good guy. Another new addition to the club that has been fantastic over over the course of the year, both on and off the field, and had a few injury troubles. But a bit like you said with Dotty Matt, you know, there every training session, there every week, just doing what he can to help out. Um, umpired one game when his handy wasn't great. You know, just he does everything. And, and the, those guys is you know what helps make a really good team. Um, and then Taz Franopoulos was our best finals player, which obviously in a premiership um, premiership winning year is is a really good award and very well deserved i think missed six games or something with a knee injury and otherwise probably would have gone very close to winning the bnf but um but but it's a very good footballer and very exciting to have all of those guys i mentioned back next year as well so um yeah it was a good year and nice to finish the flag winning year off with uh with with a bit of a celebration and Sadly, having to finally return the Premiership Cup, which until Friday had sat on my kitchen bench since the grand final day. So it's good that it's back where it belongs in the trophy cabinet. I had to go and pick it up on Sunday
3: morning from the... Uh, oh, it no, got still left a, it left behind you It was still a French Azura. So I had to go
0: and get the Panthers oh, no. one and ours. So, anyway. Well, mm. Yeah. That's... That yeah, it. Well, it's, uh, I'm glad to hear that it didn't get lost because um, I know Jamie Sotaro has a, a real penchant for... Drinking out of premiership cups, and hopefully it's been washed. It's seen because he he had a fair bit out of it on Friday night as well, Matt. Uh, so anyway, Rob, <laughs> the, the seniors and the resis? Yeah,
1: so seniors, Matty Fewings took out the BNF. He had a phenomenal season. He's um he's really developed into. He's always had outstanding talent, but he was really consistent this year. He's got such a determination to win the ball. His work to elite. He's got great skills. He's brave. He's super competitive. Um, and he and he really developed his leadership side of things too this year and yeah I can't speak highly enough of him. You know uh, Matt asked him a question at the about what was his best game for the year and, he, and straight away he uh, he said I don't know what was my best game but I know what our our team best performance was and uh, he talked about the old Geelong win. So I was really impressed. I'm really impressed by him. He had a great season. Uh, Liam Wellsford uh, was runner up in he was really good this year. Like Liam's got such talent, but has probably had a, a few niggling injuries over the years, but this year he had um, really consistent form. He kept his body healthy the whole year. And, you know, he's just so exciting to to watch and and to play with. Then uh, in third, Steve, we had, uh, help me out here.
3: Tom McKenna.
1: We had Tom McKenna. That's right. And he was, uh, unbelievable. considering he missed probably seven games with a, a broken hand, he, he was so um, he was so consistent when he, when he was able to play. he's such a good stopper. that, that middle section of the year um, when we lost a few games was when he was out of the team and, and the players that got hold of us this year were were generally those medium um, small forward types. So if, if he played against Hampton the first time, if he played against Ivanhoe the first time, uh, we would have definitely won both those games, I'm, sh- I'm sure. And, and that final, unfortunately, he breaks his rib in the in the first minute and, and misses the game. So, you know, we'll do your premiers right now. I can't say yes, possibly. Uh, but <laughs> you know, we, uh, we, yeah, he had a great season. and He's such an important piece of um, our team and he's a great leader as well. And then some of the other awards. Pecky won best team man, which is which was really good. He um, he's such a steady steadying um, force within the team. Everyone loves him. He plays his role. He's he's selfless. He stands for all those values that we we believe in. Uh, Tubsey won most determined, which I was really um, impressed and and happy for him. He he worked really hard this year. he, he had a little bit of a slow start, but his second half of the season was elite and I thought, you know, he's just got so much potential. That he could really, really dominate and and with Pecky was a member of the the team of the year with also um, Matty Feelings um, and Jack Caspers and, and also, yeah, Pooch um, was a forward pocket. So having five, which is an amazing effort. I can't remember it, even the year we won the Premiership, but I think we got five in the team of the year and you know, it's something that as a team, I think internally, we we definitely understand how much talent we have here. Not necessarily externally. Uh, There's a bit of dialogue um, from some rival clubs. I'd see it as jealousy about um, us having so many players in the team of the year, but, you know, we'll let our footy do the talking. So, yeah, that really, really talented team. Uh, a season in which we were, I think we grew a lot and we learned a lot about ourselves and, and what we can do together. I think our best footy stacks up. I think we've also got some room for improvement. I think um, an area of our team performance that we need to consider is just with maturity, how to wrestle back momentum. I think that was probably the one area that we we haven't quite got a handle on yet, just reading reading the rhythms of the game and adjusting accordingly as a, as a team. But that's definitely something that we'll take into pre-season and, and work on next year. And then the reserves is um, an outstanding season. You know, they and Old Geelong were clearly the best two teams in it and probably strong enough teams to win win reserves, premierships in, in most years. Just the nature of the Old Geelong team that they ran into right at the end was very, very strong. But that grand final, you know, there was – they they matched with them so much of the game. It was just, you know, the odd um, – the odd turnover or the odd um, couple of minutes, and um, Old Goulon got on top. But outstanding performance, and some of those individuals had huge years. <coughs> Phil Illich had a, a great year to win a BNF, considering he played a number of games in the seniors. It was outstanding, and he's such a a tough inside bull that has um, a lot of a lot of growth in him. Still, I think he's one of those players that is learning the game and and. Learning what his skill set is, but he'll—he'll—I he, I still remember in the—the the game was really hot first quarter against Hampton in the seniors. He had a really good—he had a really good first quarter and, and really set the tone and showed that he can match it with the best. So I'm really excited about what he can do in the next few years. And then there's another
3: other uh, reserves winners, Matt. If you want to run through, yeah, sure. Aiden Brand, Oliver. Oh, sorry, Ben Riley was a runner-up, no, a skipper. Um, which was outstanding and then Aiden brand oliver came third even though hawley thought he had a shock and
0: haircut i thought he had a good season so um <laughs> maybe, um maybe you got the haircut earlier maybe you would have would have been second or first that's oh yeah, absolutely yeah a bit but, more
3: dynamic uh, i mean you look at those three and and all three of them have played senior footy, and you know um that 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 speaks volumes about the quality of and talent of, at our club Um, to have those three players playing in the reserves. You know what I mean? Um, Reserves men most consistent, young fella, Ethan Sherlock. Now, Ethan technically was uh, an under-19s because the Vaffa have changed the 19s rules in the last 12 months. And technically, he could have played 19s, but he chose to forego that and step up into the reserves to give himself the best chance to play senior footy. And he did manage to do that, but he won most consistent in the reserves. Lockie Boyle and, and... Lockie Boyle got most determined and what, and, the, and his brother got most determined in the 19s. But Lockie is an amazing fullback, um, shutdown player. I have not seen him beaten once. Um, very good. His closing speed is amazing, but he's just all arms and legs. And, you know, I've coached him for a couple of years and I just haven't seen him get beaten. So um, he, to me, to. he's a future. Yeah. Very Dustin Fletcher like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably not as powerful as kick as Dustin or Dustin's son but um, yeah. to me he's a future fullback um, for our senior club um, just got to make sure he comes back and plays again and best team person the smiling Jeremy Walsford um, yeah. great effort yeah. Jezza and he's just loved by all the team and all the players and and best finals player Chris Campbell, who made who made a massive difference in that game against Old Ivanhoe, um, crashing packs and big marks, and you know, on a wet day he was still doing it. And then um, you know in the grand final as well. So you know he, he made a difference as well going forward. He didn't play in that second semi where they played Old Geelong the first time. He was playing a senior game, but Chris did a great job. So, uh,
1: and so good for him too because obviously he missed the first half of the year with yep. um, hamstring injury. So. You could just see him growing in confidence every week as the season went on. So he's 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 gonna have a massive year next year. I think he's he's ready to pop. Yeah.
3: Yep. So yeah.
0: I think uh fair to say across the board it was it was a very good night last Friday. Um I think the the Uber drivers of the Springvale area had a bit of fun trying to collect 250 people at the exact same time as the night ended. So big shout out to anyone out there driving an Uber for your patients trying to uh, get in and out of that venue, but uh, no, it was, it was a good night. And I think a fitting end to, to what was a really successful season for the club um, before we, before we wrap up a um, few little bits and pieces, I think in the off season, obviously we'll, we'll at some stage get into preseason. I think Matt, there's a bit of um, bit of conjecture around kind of just getting a ground located for where we do can do pre-season training at the moment, but that will be sorted out. I assume in the next few weeks.
3: Yeah, so the, the college is unavailable prior to Christmas because they're holding the Oblate Cup, which is a cricket club uh, cricket game between the three Oblate schools, and they're hosting it this year. So there's no training on the oval. Um, so Richmond Cricket Club, we've asked them, and they're going to a committee meeting tonight. Um, their concern is that there's been a lot of water around, and um, so they don't want to cut the oval up. Well, He's saying win, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we left it in great, Nick, after the council cleaned it up. You know, they do nothing for us all season. And then the week that we get off it, they go out and mow it, and roll it and turn it into a really nice ground again. But, um, yeah, and, and Richmond are just going to have a discussion. They they can't see it being an issue as long as we stay off it when it's wet. So probably it looks like we'll be at Central, but um, there'll be more coming on that in the next few weeks. And um, if not, we'll go back to council. It'll probably end up being at Mackie Reserve or... Um, oh, Wellington Reserve or something like that so yeah we'll see how we go
0: well if there is anyone from the council out there listening um obviously nine teams doesn't fit into one ground super well so once you've uh, once you've sorted out the pre-season arrangements um we'd we'd love the second oval going for uh, for, for game days next season as well um we've obviously had a few coaching announcements I think since we last uh, we last produced a podcast so um obviously Peter Banfield resigned again for next year which is fantastic news in the seniors
3: Yeah, that was uh, probably – I started talking to Peter in April about re-signing for next year, and then I said to him um, in July, I said, I really need an answer by the end of July um, so that we can – um, either start to look or we can stop looking and, and announce you and you know retain players. So there was a strategy behind it. And Pete sent me a text on the 31st of July at 4 p.m. So um, yeah. saying, yes, he was in. So he left it till the death knock, um, but he was in. And, you know, that, that's probably one of the things that I'm really proud of is that we got Pete to stay around. Um, you know, he's a, he's, he's a sought after coach. So. Um mm. yeah, and and but to have the entire coaching team, I mean that we've got really good consistency through from the last two years, but we're gonna have a third year. And I think next year's the year. Robbie, I think next year we're gonna we're gonna flag it next year. So, you know. No pressure. I just that's just my personal belief. I can just see so I think yeah, yeah. Everything's think, coming together. You know, success doesn't just
1: happen one year, it sort of builds over time and I think absolutely. The group's in a good shape. It's in really good shape. And the continuity piece is so important. And obviously, the last few years, we lost that with the seasons the way they were. So I think you're right. Yeah. Improvement. And when you be honest, we weren't far away this year, were we? So neither were the reserves. Yeah.
3: I've got a really special relationship with Pete as well. You know, we've we've worked pretty closely together and, and conversed on a regular basis about footy and about the club and all those sorts of things. And the one thing about Peter is that he is a – a whole club coach, and every time he speaks, he talks about our women's program, our feeder program, our 9 program, and he talks all about it. And he's a whole club coach, and he allows those other coaches to do what they need to do, and allows them to coach. But he's very inclusive, and he and and he always comes back to the values about our club, and you know, always brings that into his conversation. So he, he's an outstanding club coach. So we're very very lucky to have him, and and very grateful that we've got him for another year.
0: Definitely, and and obviously we've got a. Uh... Continuity in our women's as well. with Stell Michael signed on again for next year, which is great. Yeah,
3: yep, yep, which is great. So Stell you know, still went through a, a learning phase this year, and um, you know, coaching women is is very, very different to coaching men or or boys um, because there's a lot more. Um, You've got to have a lot more feeling, and, you, and 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 girls are a bit more. Um, you know, that they play on every word so that they listen to, to, to you intently and which I, I found fantastic and and they're just sponges for information and they want to know everything about footy and, you know, Stel's had a, a learning curve this year and I think he's done a really good job and I think he'll be even better next year and, um yeah, he's going to go really well and and he's understudied Georgia there. She's stepped away from footy for this year and uh, so now we're on the hunt for a reserves coach and I think we've got an applicant in the process um, and so they're just going through that phase at the moment. So it won't be long till we announce that, well, the new president will announce
0: the, uh, the, the women's reserves, coach. No, fantastic. Um, it's, yeah, as you said, it's great to have continuity. And then the, the, uh, the one change, the men's reserves, um, obviously – um Chris, uh, Chris Campbell, I going to say, Sean Campbell, um, stepping down after this year. Obviously, he's done a fantastic job over the last couple of years and um, has, has, you know, been a great clubman for a very long time, but um, decided to step away. And then we've uh, we've got Carmelo um, stepping in for next year, which will be very exciting. Carmelo D'Angelo just putting away the clipboard and the uniform shop price list and picking up the, the magnet board. No, no one said anything about
3: him stopping doing that. <laughs> he has to keep doing that.
0: No, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm
3: sure they'll find out a new merchandise person. But yeah, Kamala was a natural, natural progression. When Sean stood down, he stepped in on game day. When Sean. Was working, um, and the boys love him. They they love him, he, but he's got a really good footy brain. He really reads the play well. He reads the opposition well, and I think he's you know he, he's a natural step in to to replace Sean. And and you know I think Sean has got them to a position where they are cherry ripe, and Cabello's going to take all the chocolates. So uh, I'm <laughs> sure that they can get the job done. But he, he's a really good coach and he's going to do a really good job and the boys love him. So that's, that's, that's what's really important. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, and and even in our nine age program, Mario Driscoll was going to step away from the nine age coaching because his son's moving into reserves, but you know, we've got consistency there. So Brock McDonald will be stepping in as the nine age senior, the the head coach and then Stewie uh, Rogers and Adrian Garuba, who are his two assistants and have been for the last two years. Um, and and Brock's done a, like a four year apprenticeship coaching um, the Blacks, and then stepping in as a, uh, as an assistant this year, and, and then now he's going to make the transition to Division One coach. So he's yeah, going to. Um, fantastic. And we're going to have it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's it's really good, as you say, to to have the consistency, and and it does really feel across all areas of the club like we're building. It's you know you, you have moments where you sort of. You have a you know a lot of players leave or you know time catches up or you have a big turnover, but not that feeling at all at the moment. It just feels like we're kind of going from strength to strength year to year. So very exciting place to be at the moment. Um, before we wrap up, uh, we, we I don't think given we're in the off season, we're, we're, we'll let people have an off season from having their whispers read out. But Matt, given we will ask you, given it's your your official last day as president um, mm-hmm. or your last sort of day in a bit. If you've got any if you've got any whispers whether you, if you want to go down that path or otherwise if you've got any any shots you want to fire or any final words you want to impart before you you hand over the presidency's uh, the I don't know what do you get like a you know really, it's not a thrown a microphone I don't know the the presidency cap to, to the next person <laughs> well there might be one little tidbit that I could drop
3: and it is a rumor and like uh there could be one 52-year-old ex-president running around in the fourths next year. Oh.
0: Yeah,
1: Jared Nurns had a, a a knee replacement. He's not fifty-two, oh. mate, he's sixty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are you are you announcing a comeback, Matt? Mate, I've you know
3: what I, I watched the fourths play and I think, geez, I'd love to go out and have a kick. And it could be Dominic Barker, but he hasn't made a president. But, um, well, you we, and Dom should. We'll play just see play. how we go. We just, i tell you what, Dom could get out there and play. I'm telling you, but, uh, one, maybe, off you know, exhibition match, or are you, are you thinking of a whole season? I'm thinking I might be a fill in if they're running short, if they have a fourth team. So, you know, I might just, just, I've got the shorts, I've got
0: John's socks. Oh, fantastic. You've got the a jumper. jumper. You're set. The, 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 um, the do it oh, early I don't the season, think I fit though, John's then. If you get a few kicks, then you just kind of keep going and you, you know, you you don't want to leave your run too late. So um, no, that's that'd be very exciting. And if Dom plays, like knowing Dom's footy history, he'll win the BNF. He he doesn't he doesn't turn up to make up numbers, Dom Barker. Mate, he's he's a. a I'll tell you the story. The first time I met
3: Dominic Barker, I was eleven years old playing basketball for Good Shepherd Primary School, and in walks this little blonde-haired kid from St. Lennon's and absolutely turned us inside out. And he could play basketball, he could play football, he could play any ball sport, and shit, he was good. He was really good at everything he did. So I've known him for a long, long time, and um, he's a bloody ripper, and and he does an amazing job at our club. So I'm very grateful to have Dom around, but I'd love to see him out on the field one more time. I gave him best on ground in the 1990 Under-19 Grand Final against Collegians, and and, uh, no one else saw my side to it. But anyway, that's all right.
0: Well, everything about that sounds exactly like Dom, except the fact that he had hair. Um, yeah. I can't imagine Dom with any blonde hair rolling around on top, but good. To, actually, I did see a photo. There was like an archival photo, like a team photo of something someone showed the other day and there was a crop of hair and it just like, couldn't, couldn't, yeah.
3: I could tell you, apart, the centre part,
0: down the sides,
3: flicked out the back. <laughs> Mate, it was party in the front, business in the back for Dom.
0: <laughs> He'd fit in with some of the haircuts we've got going around these days with the younger crew, I reckon absolutely um well look um thanks thanks for joining us matt um and, and also i guess on behalf of the club thank you for all of the time the effort the um, work that you've put into the club over the past couple of years is as i think everyone would agree you leave the club in a much stronger place um than than certainly where we could have been but i think also than where we were you know a couple of years ago and um you know i think we're very appreciative for that we know the amount of time that it takes it's sort of sometimes from the outside it seems like it's all uh it's all, you know, handing out six packs on game day and, you know, the on speech here and there, but it's a much, much deeper job than that. So thank you. Well done. And uh, enjoy your presidency retirement, um, which which I'm sure will be not much less um, busy Maybe than what presidency time was. Thanks for, thanks for those kind words,
3: but it, it has seriously been my pleasure to serve our club. And, um, you know, it's 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 been an honour and a privilege and I've been lucky enough to be able to do it for two years. Um, but, you know, I'm going overseas next year for five weeks and I'll be away and i um, going to spend some, you know, 15 years I've been either coaching or an administrator for junior footy or, and now at Masnod. So it's time that I, you know, um, I want to spend some time with my wife and start doing some stuff that we want to do and go, you know, cycling and cannot, we've both got kayaks and we want to do a bit more private stuff. So I don't want to feel that commitment or locked in. Feeling, um, and she's been an amazing supporter of mine. And you know, she even said to me, "You sure you don't want to do one more year?" And I said, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm cooked." So it's a it's a it's a lot of hours. It's probably 30 hours a week um, when you take into consideration nighttime stuff, meetings, um, Thursday nights, Saturdays, you know, that sort of stuff. So it's a big big commitment, but it's been an absolute privilege and an honor and a labor of love. So my pleasure.
0: Uh, very good, and 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 hopefully, uh, hopefully. The next president's not listening to this, or we we might edit that <laughs> that bit out just before just to, still don't, really don't release it till right, Thursday when he's in, yeah. mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Now, um, now fa- thanks, Matt, and uh, and we should also address the elephant in the room. So we lost Jake about halfway through. He um he, he spoke for twenty minutes straight, and then and then there's lights out at school camp. So that was it. <laughs> the, the the screen went black, and we haven't seen him since. So, um, but thank you, Jake, wherever you are out there, if you do ever listen to this, and uh it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast this year. And Rob, um. Thanks, as always. Enjoy the break. Looking forward to pre-season in a few weeks' Thank time. you very
1: much. Thanks, Steve.
0: See you All I right. Have. And then we'll wrap it up there for 2022. So uh, enjoy your off-season, everyone. And uh, go Nodders.